Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Bleeding on the Page. I'm Samuel Jones and with me is Max Bardsley. Hiya. And uh, today's going to be a very special episode. <laughs> so special <laughs> we haven't written a script to perform. It's so special <laughs> that we haven't got any kind of uh, script and story and mm. sound design. But that's okay because, you know. Yeah, I mean, me and Sam, we, the re- we've been... Very, we, the, we've, you may have noticed we've been a bit AWOL. We've been a bit, you know, distant maybe. If I was your father, you might be having some problems with me. Um, as I'm <laughs> not, I manifest itself later in life. Yeah, 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 exactly. When you're older, you reflect on it and go, why did my dad spend less time with me over that period? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> no, me and Sam have just been very busy. We've um, been making... We've been making comedy gold. Comedy gold, yeah. <laughs> we've been filming, we've been doing some shooting, we're, do- we're going to be releasing some little tiddle bits soon down the line. Nothing like huge, when, you know, because we're uh, poor and, and we don't have resources. But it'll yeah. be, be a little bit of fun, bit of bit of fun. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to uh, and anyway. And we're in a new room. And we're in a new room, new studio. Uh, shout out to Studio 71 for the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've been given a promotion we didn't deserve. <laughs> didn't earn, didn't work for. But yeah, and now we've just got this lovely round table. I'm sitting opposite Sam. I feel closer to you. I do as well. Yeah. I feel like we've we've grown, yeah, considerably actually. Yeah, you know, you've put on a couple of inches. Yeah, <laughs> He's been you eat- put on more than a couple of inches. You are pretty much obese right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's a huge problem. I've got heartburn and... <laughs> but we've got a special announcement for, you know, long-term strong fans of this podcast, which is we're going to be back every week doing this weekly we're uh, bleeding on the page is going weekly uh you can now tune in to hear our somber lovely monotone voices (laughs) cooling your eardrums on a regular basis every single broad day what 
every single day. <laughs> every day, we're going to be having a podcast. You can expect the same episode. Well, not the same. A new episode every week. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's we're going to be, be talking about and, movies, and we're going to be spicing it up a bit more. We're going to try and get some people in to interview. Uh, we're going to get next week. We're actually going to have some scripts that aren't written by us being exactly, performed, which yeah. is going to be really exciting. Um, we've got some great. We've got some really great stuff lined we, up. We this really, is, you need yeah. to watch this space. Is what we're telling you. Watch this space. It's going to go mental. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Love Island every day. Yeah, it's even though it's off air. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that today. I was in the kitchen having a cup of tea, and I was like, "We missed our shot to talk about Love Island again." Like, <laughs> I was there going, "Oh, I'd love to talk about Love Island," and I was like, "We missed it. Now we missed the opportunity because that's not what we're talking about today." No. Uh, over over the period of time that we've been shooting, the one the one escape that we've afforded ourselves, the one luxury we've been able to have is, of course, and always is movies. So escape, and um, we've been watching. We've just watched a couple of TV shows and movies that um, we thought were so interesting and so fun that we wanted to talk about on the podcast and share with you guys. Basically recommend to you guys if you haven't seen them if you have you can just kind of like nod along lo- yeah. nod along it'll yeah, be a yeah. nice like circle jerk yeah, yeah. Um, so one way or another uh, you know you're you're going to have a laugh a good yeah, time yeah. <laughs> I mean and yeah so Max what what film what's your item what you so prepared? yeah the film that I was so excited to talk about we watched this and it like blew our minds is the 1981 animated movie Heavy Metal yeah um do you have you got a list of who's done the music uh, no because <laughs> it's Black Sabbath yeah uh, Nazareth uh Journey yeah, well, I mean, to the people who have no idea what heavy metal is... Um, it's a kind of music, basically. Ki- <laughs> to those neeks who only watch film and don't listen to hardcore rock and roll. <laughs> like we do every day. <laughs> Hair metal, David Bowie. Um, it's a, it's an animated film um, series of shorts, isn't it? And, sort of, yeah. And they're just like, the animation is amazing. The, 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 way, the thing that clocked us on is there's a South Park episode that like <laughs> yeah. references it. Do they use animation from it? Or, no, no. They, but they get the, the guy in. It's called Major Boobage. Ma- Major it's Boobage. It's the episode where Kenny's getting high off cat piss. Yes, that's yeah. right. Where they're all pissing each other's mouth that that's the <laughs> wait that was not in that <laughs> what did i say when they all piss in each other's mouths no that's a different episode <laughs> sorry it's <laughs> from season 12 yeah the see you know um and that clocked us off on to watching heavy metal so it was actually it was uh directed um and pr- uh it was directed by um a guy called Gerald Potterton, who I, I was looking he, at. He's from Pottington. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he's actually a Canadian-British guy, but mostly British. So shout out to the Brits again. We did it again. Half did it. We, yeah, we made better art than the rest of you. Haha. <laughs> but it's but, the um, producer that really caught our eye. Yeah, Ivan Reitman, director of Evolution. And of Junior. <laughs> and Junior. And Evolution that, and Junior. And that's about it. And that lesser known film that no one really remembers, Ghostbusters. Oh Did you see yeah! That? Fuck yeah! I can't really what remember that. That that is trash. That's dumb. Compared to <laughs> evolution and compared junior, to evolution, it's just like... because that hair advert at the end of evolution. <laughs> But also, no, Gerald Potterton's interesting. He he's actually worked as an animator on the Yellow Submarine movie. Oh, that uh, makes sense. For the Beatles, which does make sense, yeah. Um and uh yeah, it's it and it had it has three writers on it as well. Um who was uh Jean Girard. Wasn't it based off wasn't it based off comics or books or something? Uh I, I remember seeing that it was based off it's based off like I swear it's based off like Books it wouldn't surprise comics. me. It wouldn't surprise me if it was because of like just the style. Because it's it's essentially like a sci-fi animated uh, film from 1981. In such, it's got such a weird specific style. All right, but what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about a ball of pure malice and evil. 
uh, <laughs> traveling through space, uh, infecting people with its evil and its evil manifests in quirky and strange ways, which obviously it's 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 almost it, again like you, you green hate... ball is a, it basically it starts with like a spaceman coming from the moon or yeah. something in a car isn't in he a in a car, Cadillac yeah, and it's like some sick some music heavy metal music and he lands on the earth and he gets out and he gives his daughter this green ball and he takes it out and he just dies instantly <laughs> and then the ball just goes over to this little girl and it's like you know how powerful I've chosen you <laughs> I am a ball of pure evil let me show you all the cool shit I've done and he like promises to kill her but before he kills her he wants to tell her all the examples of his pure evil and that's the journey heavy metal takes you on as you go through to all different aspects so this galaxy you shot you you hop around a bunch of different genres as well so is in sort of the site this sci-fi world um and it's, and it's sci-fi fantasy like yeah sort of at its purest because it is very sci-fi dense but it also it it's never like wordy or techy no it's always about like kind of how it looks aesthetically yeah and that makes it feel quite fantasy like what mm. was your favorite short because there's a bunch of shorts yeah. in there so there's a bunch of shorts my personal favorite is the one so my favorite short is the one where there's this little like animated neek in his room and he's like <laughs> oh geez this, this world <laughs> sucks like, everything's awful and then the ball comes out he like, finds the ball yeah, yeah. And then he finds the ball he's like it's time to go on a journey like and then he just turns and then he like teleports or he like dematerializes Struck yeah. by lightning, and then he like wakes up, and he's just this like bald muscle <laughs> man. He's like, and he's like, naked. he's like, what am I doing? But here? he doesn't but speak in English voice, properly. Yeah, yeah he's like, it, what is this? And then like in the voice, like, oh my god, I can't believe this has happened. <laughs> and then he like stumbles across these cult leaders, <laughs> and they're like sacrificing a woman who's like practically naked. It's like, like they've got this god that they're sacrificing her to, and he like dives in the water and saves her. And he takes her to a little woods, and she's. She's like, thank you so much for saving me. I've got nothing. She's completely naked, by the way. Yeah. And she's like, I've got nothing to reward you with, but I'd ha be happy to give you my body. <laughs> and then the, this big muscle man looks at her and then all you hear is like, I just couldn't believe my luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was not my favorite one because I'm not sexist. Really. No, yeah, I'm no, not. I'm not, not like me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the film Heavy Metal does have quite a lot of <laughs> yeah. sex and no, the, women it, it, it's very objectifying one of the um, observations that I made as I was watching it is that this is just filled it's filled to the brim with unearned sex scenes <laughs> like, sex scenes which don't contribute to the narrative and are just there for indulgence basically like blue is the warmest colour but yeah. sci B movie yeah. sci-fi if sex makes you uncomfortable then don't watch it but, or uh, if it makes you if you, it makes you comfortable watch it with your parents yeah. then you'll get uncomfortable yeah. you can yeah. experience the film yeah. to the fullest but if you uh, if you enjoy sex and you're okay with sex then you still check it out because <laughs> it's a great movie um, I and I feel like not, I, yeah, I feel like the representation of women's not great but then the last one does have like <laughs> the, I, I, the I last think, story is like a warrior yeah. woman I think it works as such a pastiche it almost seems yeah. to make fun of it, it, to me it feels like it's almost making fun of the convention of like how women are used I suppose but I guess there's, there's never that nod to the camera <laughs> and it's like the first story literally has like this sexy woman and then she shags this taxi driver oh yeah and then it ends with him killing her that one's very Sin city <laughs> that is very Sin city well yeah. check out Heavy Metal and let us know if you think it's objectifying to women you know where to email in <laughs> inquiries at nitpicks.co.uk Sa Sam's stance on it is it is my stance on it is that it is but I I think it's a good thing because I was blackpilled a long time ago. Well, <laughs> speaking of emails, we have received some emails. Yes. Um, and I'm going to read out. This, this is off is, the back of Crep, Crep King this that we is, did. This is from uh, J Cub. J Cub. But it's spelled J apostrophe Cub. Like smoking yeah. a J Cub. 
Exactly, yeah. So, so the subject is, you have almost haunted me. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the message. Evening, boys. Big well done on the podcast. It's great to be opened up into both the world of audio stories and, of course, your minds too. The Crep King connects with me too much, and it makes me think that somehow you've either captured my soul and are milking it for its glory, or the trauma of dreams does fly around everyone like a plague or something. Three years ago, I had a dream of the apocalypse, where everyone had either a number as a bulge on their forehead or as a burnt scar. I hid in a porter potty. A porter potty. I got shot at it. I got shot at in Birmingham's bull ring, and the last image from the dream was being surrounded by perfume store employees laughing at me for being alone. Uh, Jacob, I mean, listen, man. Li- listen, man. That is a sick dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that could no, that, be that an, could maybe be we should idea. interpret maybe we into should take a monologue. His dream and make a monologue yeah, out yeah. of it. The numbers won't stop. The he's... perfume employees are watching me. <laughs> I hide in the porta potty. It the, smells of shit. The burnt scars on their face. <laughs> he says yeah. every moment of that dream still wades through my head. I may not have lost an entire life to such a dream yet, but it might have solidified my death. As if the world doesn't end on March 24, 2039, I may end up committing suicide. As if a dream that has stayed in my head for 23 years could matter so much to me that I'd see to my own demise before allowing myself a more satisfying life. Maybe I misread the point of the story. Who knows? Thanks for cracking into me like I'm an egg for the taking. Yeah, I mean, that is that is funny, though. I mean, that's that's some deep stuff. Don't deep kill stuff. yourself, Jacob. I mean, don't do that. You've still got a while. You've got, I mean, like... 2039 is a long time it's away. It's about 20 years away, yeah. Yeah, but it is a bad idea. You'd miss out on, like, so many movies. Like, yeah. what about Spider-Man 4? What about <laughs> Star Wars 89? What about bloody <laughs> Solo 2? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he said... He said, uh, the Crep King gives me hope, and so do all your stories, to be fair, just in their own unique way. If you want a film suggestion, then I'd like to see your take of Good Time by Benny and Joe Safadi on Netflix. Good Keep Time by safe. Benny and Joe Safadi. All right, we'll check that out. Well, let's check it out tonight. We'll, yeah, we'll get ne- back to you next, next week, bro. Yeah, but, um, Thank you for that email. It's I mean, interesting because... We wrote that when we were like six, 15, 16, so the idea yeah, that like, evokes like, something that intensely is kind of in- cool. Yeah, yeah, because I think that like, I think the idea of being like having PTSD from a dream, possessed being being haunted by a dream, I think that's just class. That's just like a class. Like it happened idea. to me when I was a kid. Yeah, I had a dream. Didn't you go through a phase where you kept on hearing Stevie Wonder and got really freaked out? Yeah, that because was of a dream. That was that's not because of a dream, <laughs> Max. That was personal. That was because I just <laughs> <laughs> I just kept hearing super. I know it's a common song, but I would I heard superstition every single day like for two weeks straight and it was really <laughs> freaking me out i was like am i in a simulation <laughs> what's going on sam gets worried about being in a simulation hey i'm lot. human it's a normal <laughs> no you're not that's normal no you're not human that's the point um, mate yeah no but i had the dream when i was a kid that a mosquito like butchered my entire family it was oh, a really? huge mosquito and it was like i'm going to get you and then like i would sleep with the duvet up to my neck and I'd be wrapped around and you're the like, duvet. No mosquitoes. I was sweating in summer. <laughs> I was like, I can't get bitten by mosquitoes. They're not taking yeah. my blood. Dang. So I do think, I yeah. Was, I was haunted by a dream at, in, in my youth as well. I, it's not still haunting me, but the, it's like the only dream I retained in memory from like my young childhood. And it was like, cause I used to have a, 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 an Elmo water bottle. That was my teddy growing up. He was like a huge Elmo guy. I, I liked him cause he was big. But in my dream, it was like, I, cause I lived in, in Portugal in this like tiny- 
with me. <laughs> Come on. No, it had nothing to do with that. It's, it's Tickle weird. Tickle me. <laughs> Tickle me, Mark. Because <laughs> we lived in like a little village and there's like this long tarmac road leading to the village. And I dreamt that me and my dad went to buy me a new pair of shoes. <laughs> we went to this village and th- my dad got me like a new new pair of shoes. And I was like, wow, these are sick. And he's like, come on, let's go to the nearby like bar in the village to like show it off. And I go in and bars in, Port- in the Portugal village I lived in were full of old men. So we go in and I'm like, check out my shoes. And they're like, oh, those are awful. Like those oh. are horrible shoes. And then, we, and then, and then you we, woke up and you were scared forever. No, I was like completely miserable in the dream. And my dad was like, come on, let's go home. And I was like walking back with him. And then in the tarmac, a huge shark fin showed up and started moving <laughs> towards me. Like the tarmac was made out of water. My dad was like, oh fuck, like, come on, run. We've got to run. And I like couldn't run. It's the classic. I couldn't run because my sh- new shoes were too heavy. I was like, I can't run dad, I can't. And my dad was abandoning me, you know, classic. Um, <laughs> and then the shark's getting closer and closer. And in my dream, he, he, he got Elmo. And I woke up and like, after that, I was like, I used to look at roads with fear for so like a really extended period of time. Sharks and mosquitoes. It's our, me, yeah. Max and Sam's deepest fears, sharks and mosquitoes. It's our weakness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, we filled the room with mosquitoes. No! <laughs> Classic um, Sam. Yeah, we, I also, we also got another email. This one's a bit shorter. Uh, this is by Jack Mills. Jack and it Mills. says, Hi, I'm Jack. Hi, Jack. He says, I just want to thank you for the great content you've been producing. Your reviews on the channel are funny and thought through. Every one of these podcast episodes has been great. I actually had crepes for dinner before listening to The Crep King without realising. Glad I didn't have nightmares about stuffing my gob with The Crep King's face. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. My one question to that, my one criticism of that email, because it was very sweet and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jack. But my one criticism is what kind of waste man, deadbeat son of a bitch has pancakes for dinner? That's true. What is that? It doesn't about? add up, does it? That's, that is that. It make, doesn't add up. Makes me up. uncomfortable. Are we in a simulation? Uh, <laughs> Jack Mills never emailed Not again. a real person. So you've made Sam uncomfortable <laughs> now. He's shaking. So. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Very superstitious. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I've got an item as well. Yeah, Sam wanted to talk about something. Is I'm um, calling this item unofficial trilogies. <laughs> unofficial trilogies. trilogies. Uh, unofficial do some, do trilogies. Do some sound with that. Like a little theme tune for that would be good. Go on. Um, yeah, so I last night I watched three films back to back, and they were all linked through one scene. The scene at the school talent show where they get their dad to come on stage and perform with them. So it had to be dad? It, no, well, in all of them, it was dad, I think. They all no. end with like a happy-go-lucky like, dance on stage It's a paternal kind of, of thing. It's important that it's a father figure, really. Right. Because it's a bit more embarrassing for a man to get up on stage with their child and perform. Mm, yes, it is. well, it's, it's the overcoming of those masculinities. Yeah, exactly. It's a father learning to be vulnerable exactly. with his child. Because I was watching um, Fist Fight with Charlie Day and Ice-T. Oh, like, right. How was that? That film was really dumb, but the <laughs> acting was really good. Yeah, Charlie Day is such a good and actor. Ice-T as well. And Ice-T is also, so yeah. It was a scene, with, it was a film with loads of hit and miss scenes. Rapper, loads of, yeah, loads of yeah, scenes that, that hit and miss. But then Charlie Day gets, he goes up to his kid's talent show and he just does it like he gets on stage with her and it's a tiny scene and she's had no development at all <laughs> but the scene was so good oh, like, really? and that I was well like made. really like emotionally impacted by it and I thought why 
Cause Why do I care that much? Your, it's your hang-ups about father figures. Exactly. That's what it's all about. <laughs> exactly. So then I was like, well, the archetype of this is Little Miss Sunshine. So yeah. then I watched that. Which is a classic. And I feel like that one worked a bit better because they were building up to this performance. Yeah. That's um, what it's all about. And then I watched... That's the- not a high school performance. So that's a... That's a that's a pageant show. Yeah, I know. But, you but know, it's Tilly Kids, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Tilly Kids. But, well, yeah, it, does the father go up first to dance with the daughter? He yes. does, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. I love, I it's mean. It's basically saying, like, I'm standing on stage defiantly with you. Yeah. I'm standing up I'm happy you. to be vulnerable. I'm happy yeah. to, like, make a fool of myself. Exactly. It's a great, it's a, great, it, it's a really good, like, there's something so effective about that in film. Mm. It's, it, it creates such a, it's so sincere and revealing. It's like, I love, I love that, mo- it's that moment of, like, I'm happy to humiliate myself for the sake of the person yeah. that I love. Yeah, exactly. It's such an honest, like, thing. And I think quintessential to parenthood as well like i think that's sort of what you've got to be willing often yeah about. you've got to be willing to put your pride on the line to make your kid happy what um was the final one and then the final one's about a boy oh. but interesting about a boy because obviously he goes up on stage it's going to be social suicide and one thing i love about it is they really pack and the who, audience who's up. the father who Hugh plays grant it? which is like not really pa- his real dad no no like that's right yeah he's like he, he's it's stepping his fake in dad. yeah and he comes up and he plays the guitar and that scene was written for the movie it's not in the book they completely changed the third act so the book ends very differently and they made a better ending in the film and I think that is the earliest example of when it first happens of like of someone going on stage performing with their kid I couldn't think of any more other than those three what about Casablanca (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what, what about, about Dark Knight what about 12 Angry Men you idiot <laughs> <laughs> what about that scene where he goes up on court and goes like what if he didn't do it and he's like dancing <laughs> no no you. I don't know I think that's a pretty ambitious statement though to say that's the only, the first example of yeah I don't know I haven't researched monster. any of this but I searched it in Google I'm just saying no, I searched it in Google and it just came up with a bunch of crap <laughs> a like, bunch of just it just came nice. up with like like crap it just came up with absolute crap like <laughs> nothing crud. you can't just search into google films where parents perform on yeah, stage with their kids it doesn't that. come up so it's got to be like uh you've got to just know it's general knowledge mm. so call out anyone else know any other films that do this oh, who yeah. do you think did it best as well who's got the best father <laughs> going on stage doing a, a performance with their child Cause, scene because i i think little miss sunshine is definitely the most effective is the, the most effective do I, you think i personally but this is my own bias i think about a boy does it best because they build up the tension mm. of him going up on stage to commit social but i suicide. just remember when i because I, I i haven't seen about a boy recently i have seen it before and i i don't i it doesn't work for me in the way that it works for you 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 quite like it yeah. i don't mind i love it, the book though so I'm, yeah i'm really biased yeah but Little Miss Sunshine, when I watched that that final scene in Little Miss Sunshine, it, it gives me it gave me such a wave of like different, yeah. really intense emotions because because that scene is so clever in the sense that it, it's actually it's actually a character that moment is a character arc for every single member of the family. Like everyone goes up and it actually means something different to each of them, like yeah, individually. Exactly. No, it's which a, is what's it is so fantastic about movie. it. Yeah. Little Miss Sunshine is wonderful. It's a great, great little thing. Um, yeah, so we were thinking as well, another aspect of the new format. Welcome to the new format. <laughs> new. <laughs> new, new and, and improved. improved. <laughs> uh, is that we wanted to as well potentially develop what our larger f- cast uh, scripts would be on the podcast. So 
right now the only ideas we've got I've, I've, I've got some starting point ideas that I'd be interested alright okay throw them at me I really like the idea of making a character who is a dinosaur artist okay like an artist a prehistoric like paleontological like dinosaur artist is like the main character um, I don't know what story you tell with that but it's because because dinosaur art is all about like interpreting like in between the facts and it's all about like imagination within the yeah, framework yeah. of history and I just think there could be something like really cool. Well, what if he's like a dinosaur artist and then he gets called in to draw like not a dinosaur, but his skills as a dinosaur artist are like important to do something else. And he's like, oh, I've never done this before. <laughs> like they've got, they've got to like they're draw, getting to draw cars. They're getting him to draw like kings or mm. um, from bone extracts or yeah. I don't know, you know, yeah. cars. Yeah, future. It's just yeah. lollipop. Well, because what about if it? I mean, maybe <laughs> lollipop. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't just suggest that for every script idea we have, Sam. For God's I'm sake. Sorry. Because like, what about what about if it's like, what? Because what about if it's him? If it's him, like, hi, like if it ties into like the history of his family, and it's him like organizing the facts of his family's backstory and trying to uncover like a bunch of like details and he comes up with like a really flowery intense story about like everything that's happened in the lead up to his family i don't know uh yeah no that does sound awful it does fair. it does that sound does not sound good at all <laughs> what no, ideas do you have well, throw that out the window all right Forget okay. about it well I quite, if you have an angle for it let we us came know up that. with an idea before where it was it was the couple the middle-aged couple who who have a Muslim man move into their room. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was that the, would be quite funny. We, we like the idea of like it's an older elderly couple who's like renting out their apartment complex and like From a man, yeah, and, and a Muslim man like moves in, and they keep on misinterpreting that he's like a, doing a terrorist essentially. Like they're worried out, that he's going to through their like do a terrorist attack through their elderly type racism. Yeah. They, they keep on worrying but then as it goes on they keep misinterpreting the information he's giving them and sort of being won over to the cause of yeah. so of then terrorism. they became they become jihadists <laughs> or like maybe it's not specifically they, tied into yeah yeah or they they become strong muslims and yeah i just like the idea of white people becoming strong terrorists. <laughs> terrorists yeah because i like the idea of them like misinterpreting it and then it becoming slowly like turning into some sort of like weird like off kilter white old elderly white supremacy type thing which yeah. isn't about they're white talking supremacy. about the quran and, yeah but yeah. they're talking about the quran and they're talking about like people they need to destroy and this guy like it ends with the guy just at work going like I think the people I'm living with are terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I think the couple that I'm staying with. <laughs> what? They keep talking about punishing punishing the West. <laughs> it's like making me really uncomfortable. Because I don't even think it was the, it was that he'd be like Muslim either. Yeah, I he was just. A, I think he's just yeah. a guy who like works out. And then the elderly couple are like, um, so uh, what is it that you do? And he's like, oh yeah, I just you know I work for the man sort of thing, like just normally. The man, who's he? A summer? <laughs> what? What? How's your summer? How's your summer? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we we've had an idea 
idea for ages that we've been sort of thinking about doing, which is like a a, a medieval kind of king oh, and yeah. his jester. We wanted to do something revolving around a king and his gesture, 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 doing gesture. gestures. He's just doing gestures king. all the time because we love the archetype of like the mad king. Like the mad king who's like laying a cross on his throne and throwing out <laughs> insane ideas and doing mental things. Yeah. And the idea that he, because I think if we did it, I sort of wanted to base him off, um, what's his face? Rasputin. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I have to take a pilgrimage. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, the only person he trusts is his jester. And he's like a weird, like, comedic yeah. character. I would, I'd be quite interested to research gestures. I wonder, like, you know, what, gestures. like sign language? <laughs> Sorry, I did the, you said it now, and I was like making the same court, joke. Court, court gest- jesters. jesters, yeah, because um, yeah. well, I, I wonder what their deal was. I wonder if there's any documentation. I wonder if any of them kept a diary. Well, because you always see them. You always see kings just like on their throne. I reckon going, they like, were jester, <laughs> and then the jesters come out and do a little. I bet dance they didn't even exist. I bet they're made up by like stupid writers. <laughs> I bet they jesters didn't exist. are just lies. <laughs> they're lies. There's no such thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, they they are they are bullshit, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've, yeah. been, I've been onto that. For I ages. don't know. Maybe they did exist. I, because we've we'll been to research into it. Because we've been watching loads of like that's my homework. Py- Python, like Holy Grail, doing something, doing a story that's structured similarly to Holy Grail, where it's like encountering different things, and through that is a different kind of gag. It would be good. We just need to find like that journey that he needs to go on. Yeah, like, that's the main thing. Is like, I mean, what kind of stuff? What kind of stuff would you like to write? What? What? what do you have I any kind of? I don't want to write any more at all. Like, yeah. I'm tired of it. You're, you're a bit sick of writing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Maybe we we'll no. check back next week. Next week, no, because yeah. I'd love, I'd love him. We to... have just made. We've yeah. just been directing a short film, <laughs> and we've been very busy with that, and no. we're currently editing it. So yeah, but what I'd love, I'd love him to. I'd love a bar scene. I'd love a scene that like harkens back to like that Game of Thrones moment where uh, what's it? What's your Face, uh, Rob Stark's mum, <laughs> watching my face, goes to the Rob bar. Rob Stark's mum, Caitlin Stark. Ka- Caitlin Stark, Stark yeah. yeah. Goes to the bar and she's all like normal and then they're like, oh my god, it's Queen Caitlin Stark. And it becomes like a big thing and everyone's like yeah. reacting to it. Yeah, yeah. Something well, now like that, that we've got more room in here, we can probably get about, you know, 20 extras in. Yeah. Just for that one bar scene. Jack, how's that sound? <laughs> 20, 30, 50? 50. 50? Yeah, we, we can, can get probably 50, fit 50 in. in. So we're getting an army of people in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a war movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. We'll give them little swords. And we're like, okay, so, and we'll describe the battle sequence. Like, this is the battle sequence. Uh, and then we're like, stabbed. and that's the end of scene one. So, yeah, <laughs> saving Private Ryan. And then it's like, well, guys, what did you think of that? And then just, <laughs> <laughs> a cacophony of opinions. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, any you, other, is there any other is there any other ideas that you've had like or things that you've had interest in? Because the, the dinosaur artist I just had interest in. I'm like, there's a really funny character to be built around that. Yeah, because I've re- realized recently that it's like there's a community of people who are interested in like dinosaur art, and you're part of, of that community. Now I'm now. part of it. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Have bro. you done any sketches? Have you thought about it? I have. I have. Uh, <laughs> I've done a bunch. I, I I drew a Stegosaurus. I drew a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And I drew. What's a- your version of it though? Have you drawn um, so it with like a big I, head? I drew, I drew a T-Rex with two arseholes <laughs> and my stegosaurus. Because that's what you do. You take the fossils or the bones or whatever and you reinterpret what it, that it's dinosaur It's not so much that. It's like you take like. the fossils and the bones and you take what people know as to be fact about these dinosaurs. Right. And then like they've take, got gills or, yeah, or they've or, got you eyes. Know, so that we've confirmed for sure. That it's been confirmed now that T-Rexes didn't have feathers. Like newsflash. Oh. T-Rexes were actually scaly. Like, oh, okay. So, so everyone said they were feathery and yeah. then they changed them. And that apparently... Right. They're not feathery. There's still an argument for it being feathery. Like there's arguments, obviously. 
obviously. Well, it's interesting that you you were scared of sharks in your dreams because sharks have been around for the longest time. I swear they've like survived yeah. like eight well, different shark, kinds of shark, extinctions. Sharks have been around since since dinosaurs. You because you got the megalodon. We're just going on to dinosaurs. But the <laughs> You're happy. Yeah, I love it. I live for this. The megalodon was like a gigantic great white essentially, and so and I think there were great whites about. Um, that we've always had we've had crocodiles for ages as well. Yeah, those are those are some hyper beasts. They are some sick animals. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but it's good for the people to know the info as well because if they're going to get if someone likes the dinosaur artist idea and has a cool storyline with that they can go like look you can make it yeah email us in with any ideas for what a dinosaur artist or if you've got some fun interpretations of dinosaurs dinosaur pictures yeah send us them in <laughs> even though this is an audio format we'll just describe we can post pictures. them on our twitter oh yeah that's true we have yeah. that we do yeah you forget these things sometimes mate yeah um, and yeah and just to like uh, yeah just to round this out like we've been watching one other thing which I thought is like definitely worth talking about because I think it's interesting and fun um, which is Dr. Foster Dr. the BBC Foster. the BBC drama <laughs> BBC's Dr. Foster BBC presents Dr. Foster <laughs> um, so, so to the people yeah. that don't know what is Dr. What do, what do you think Dr. Foster's about? Well yeah I mean Dr. Foster is like it's a BBC show so it's like really really high produced like it's shot like Sherlock mm. like or, sh- or like Doctor Who or yeah. Luther, except yeah. the stakes are way lower or than uh, any horrible of histories. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm an idiot. There's a horrible <laughs> I, histories like, movie time. actually. Is that? Yeah, it's just come out. Wow. Well, you can expect a review of yeah. that sometime well, soon. <laughs> next week. So, what's it about though? Uh, yeah, Doctor Foster is about a doctor whose uh, husband cheats on her, and that's pretty much the yeah. entire plot of all the first season yeah the whole season is about a woman who thinks her uh, who's a doctor uh, as well <laughs> that's Fun very fact. important um it was written by mark bartlett um he's who's a playwright yeah, yeah he's a playwright he's been in the theater for a while uh, i think you'll find this interesting because he he wrote a play called not talking and cock cock is about like a gay man who like falls in love with uh, a gay man who falls in love with you see what i'm doing here yeah yeah i'm not talking yeah <laughs> Oh right, I see it. I see yeah, it. I yeah, get yeah. it. Okay, you got me. Yeah, yeah. I, I got completely confused. Pranked. Sam started moving his fingers, and I was like, "Do, do I need to speed up? Have I made a huge mistake?" <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, uh. I just started not talking. Yeah, that was really good. Man. That was a great gag for the podcast as well. People find that funny as hell. <laughs> Comedy genius uh, about a gay man who falls in love with a woman and gets conflicted about it. So you already see like that. That's already similar. What I thought was interesting as well is he directed a uh, wrote a play called King Charles the Third, which is written in Iamic pentameter so he's done it in like Shakespearean prose which doesn't surprise me because the way Dr. Foster is shot and filmed and written it it almost the first the first uh, season which is what we watched is almost like almost an homage to Medea in so many ways anyway and it feels so Shakespearean yeah Medea's a Greek play by the way yeah Um, we're supposed to be talking about film and TV but art is interchangeable sometimes it's a ball of chaos (laughs) it's like there's no way of organising it yeah so Dr. Foster has got it's very theatrical yeah basically is what we're saying here. yeah it's very Shakespearean you know you have moments where she'll find like a blonde hair on her husband's like clothes and suddenly everything goes into slow motion she's like <laughs> yeah and yeah. there's like a party happening everyone's having fun around her and she just looks completely miserable clutching onto like a blonde hair <laughs> yeah just imagine like imagine a drama about like a woman who goes insane and starts murdering loads of people yeah it's shot with that intensity but she doesn't do any of that she's no. just worried about her husband but cheating on the her. Cool thing but is, is never they play boring. with that. They play with that tension in a way. You, they play with that tension in the whole <laughs> the, way. You're like, the, uh, the what's only, she gonna do? What's the she gonna only do? problem with Do it's all on Netflix yeah. as well. So I do recommend so, it. Because this is what I say is like the guy knows how to write like 
I am a pentameter theatre. Like he knows his Shakespeare clearly, and you can see that. But <laughs> the only problem with Doctor Foster is that it's also trying to be a doctor show, weirdly <laughs> as well. <laughs> so every episode, you've got a new client who comes in and he's like, "Oh, I've got a problem with my back," and she's just like, <laughs> yeah. "He's like, oh, I need drugs," and she's like, "I'm not giving you drugs." No, it's the like, problem is, it's more like, do you really need drugs? <laughs> <laughs> How's your love life? It's fine. You're keeping secrets, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. what? what? Tell her the truth. Then your back will stop hurting. And, yeah. and it's like it's like she's like an unconventional doctor yeah, who doesn't she, follow the rules. She but goes she gets around the job people's done. houses and she does like and she she's like treating someone but in a car really, park it, as well. It's really awkward. You sort of feel like it was tacked on because it's know. like this guy knows how to do that interpersonal drama. And any moments which are about the husband cheating on her are like really well done. Actually, really nicely shot. Really well performed as well. Suzanne Jones, who plays the main character, like does such a lovely job in her performance. I like her that, surname. She, yeah, it's, yeah, I bet it's you do. Great surname. She's your, she's your aunt, isn't she? Yeah, yeah we're Jones. related. We stick together. <laughs> um, because she's carrying that movie, and she's got to deal with such small things and really play those up. And I think she does such a nice job of that, and that's the crux of it. But the moment you go into these doctor scenes, it does feel like <laughs> someone who doesn't know like <laughs> how being a doctor works. It's really weird because she's like she's in the bar, like talking about her husband, and then. Like she'll get up to go and she'll just walk past the same patient she was just talking to about his back and he's sitting in the bar and he's like, I can't tell her, man. I can't like, I tell can her. see something's bothering you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there was there part was, of it is like that's part of the charm of it as well in a way. Yeah, so it's got some real cheese like kind of doctor scenes about her being this. She's a she, I like what I like about Doctor Foster was every character is a scumbag. And I was going to talk about this with Fist Fight that Charlie Day uh, Ice Tea because I think American comedy is sort of it's it's developing more into that kind of world of because everyone in Fist Fight is an asshole mm. and everyone is disgusting. Everyone's unlikable. And like and that's quite rare for an American it comedy. It doesn't surprise me that Charlie Day, who's like been on Always Sunny, yeah. would be doing something like exactly. that as well. Because in a way, I, I would say Always Sunny is like one of the front runners in self-deprecating comedy in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's very like kind of he's he's playing like sort of a very cringe character, like kind of kind of like you know faulty towers where he's like mm. he's a strung up guy and he just gets worse and worse and worse and it's a very like sort of i i wonder you know because the writers of it are actually the guys who are writing the new sonic movie sonic <laughs> and it's everybody filled... supersonic racing <laughs> and keep feet up off the ground and uh, we, I, when i was doing at my on my theater course we needed convinced our teacher to put supersonic racing in the play we ended up making uh, you should have done i should have fought for it harder yeah um so so yeah dr foster recommend thumbs yeah. up heavy this fight is about a six out of ten heavy metal's a ten out of ten little miss sunshine ten out of ten about a boy ten out of ten oh, it's more of a like a no it's not that good no but about a boy and you know what my issue funny enough about a boy and little miss sunshine are both directed by two directors as well Ah, and we have just been two directors we've just been working sam sam wow we're like coen brothers i think it's quite common in in comedy actually for two directors comedy is important though it's important i think that second person is important in comedy because you want someone to bounce off of you want someone to say that's not funny you want someone to say like max like please stop get off set right now (laughs) yeah you need someone to say like max Max, can you can you just stop doing that like or you need someone to say like max like 
we're trying to work. <laughs> like we're trying to work, and Can you're you just drinking. You're just drink. drawing these pictures of dinosaurs, yeah. and you stop. Sometimes you just need someone to say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's everything we've got to talk about this that, week. That's everything we've got to cover. I, we hope you enjoy the episode. Let us know how you found the talky bits. Answer to you know, get involved. Send us emails of everything we've asked. Yeah, you let us, us know about. what you think about our ideas. Um, yeah, and next week we're going to be reading. A story by George Pritchard. Yeah, are we going to get him in as well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Sweet. So we got a good friend and very talented friend a very coming, talented writer uh, coming in to showcase a bit. Of, have you spoken to him about this, or is he going to find out through the podcast? Uh, he's probably going to find out about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as right, he's listening uh, to this. Congrats, so. George. You got well, the job. <laughs> I think does come on. Otherwise, yeah. he's going to be a bit embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, come on, George. No, so I did, he I might have reject him. No, he's up for it. it. He's up for it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, and we'll catch you next week with another banging episode with a script and it's going to be superb wonderful thank you guys see you on the flip side bye